Hey everybody, my name is Nick. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Breath today. If it's your first time and you're wondering what Morning Breath is, it's a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host come in, read a chapter of the Bible on air with you guys, whether that's on Spotify, YouTube, or on the radio. If you're wanting to know more about East Coast or Morning Breath, uh, just go on our website at eccc.us or look up our app on the App Store or Google Play Store. It's called the East Coast App. We're just going to jump right into the chapter. Please enjoy. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica, and we're right here in 1 Samuel chapter 29. Yes. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Good. We were getting to the end of First Samuel, and I loved being in the Old Testament. I love bouncing back and forth. So the next couple days, we're going to finish up First Samuel. Then we're going to go into the New Testament. I believe we're going to start First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. So we're just bouncing all around and giving a giving a good taste of the Bible That's right. as a whole. Yes, and we are in the middle of July. I can't believe it. We have. I can't believe summer is like evaporating. Right in the middle. Then. Before summer our eyes, really yeah. starts. June 21st. That's right. Is that the longest day of the year or Even something? Even though for Floridians, I think it starts May, May 31st. Yes. Memorial Day is always the day where it's like... Summer's here. Summer has come. Yeah. And we're in the middle of a new message series called Health and Healing for Your Spirit, Soul, and Body. And that's been pretty incredible to start that. And uh, we're we're just believing God for supernatural miracles as well as the wisdom to heal in our spirit, soul, and body, in, in the inner man, in our minds soul health and physical health. And so yeah. I can't wait to keep going to this. It's, it's been incredible. and man. It's really needed. And I, I think maybe it's apropos to say more than ever yeah. before. It's just needed in that to recognize that there is a division of spirit, soul, and body. And um, it, it is definitely needed. Yeah. So I'm glad that we've been doing that. Sure. It's been helpful. So, you know, we usually do a question of the day. And so our question today is from Lindsay Brown. Again, thanks, Lindsay. And it is, what is the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Now, when I was thinking about this, I thought weird is so relative because like to someone from Thailand, something is not weird to them, but pizza is probably super weird to them. Okay. I know the weirdest thing I have ever eaten in my life. And I will eat the stuff that a lot of people are like, oh, I don't eat that. Like, I mean, some people find sushi gross or whatever, like, and I've, I've had a lot of that stuff. I'll eat like pickled quail eggs and stuff like that. Like whatever, pickled sauces, pickled eggs. Speaking of pickled quail eggs, he got pickled quail eggs from this magical place called Bucky's. Bucky's. Who has been to Bucky's? Raise your hand wherever you are. Keep one hand on the wheel. Raise your other hand. Bucky's is this magical gas station slash Hobby Lobby slash grocery store grocery store slash like beef jerky heaven and everything like it's in Daytona I think it's the closest one to us it started in Texas it's this gas station with like hundreds hundreds 250 gas pumps pumps. yes and started in Texas and I think in there they have like 500 gas pumps but in Florida we only have 250 there's another one in St. Augustine and we stopped on a road trip we did in June with our kids and this is where he bought pickled quail eggs delicious by the way But that was not weird. I will tell you what's weird. I was at Bangkok House, which is an incredible Thai restaurant in Merritt Island. It's one of my favorite uh, so actual kind of hidden gems in Merritt Island. And they do Thai food and they do sushi and their Thai food is legit. 
And uh, when I go there, I always talk to the owner. She's super nice. She goes to church here many times. And her grandma, maybe it's her mom. I don't know. It's either her grandma or her mom. She's the grandma of the house. Um, <laughs> she's always sitting there at the front of the restaurant. And she'll help cook. That's how the food's that good, right? Mm-hmm. So grandma's cooking. Mm-hmm. And um, she's eating something. And I'm always trying to talk to them about whatever. And like, well, I'll talk sometimes with them for like 30 minutes. And uh, I said, what are you eating? Uh, dried squid. I was like, dried squid? Like squid jerky, basically. You know, and I was like, I'd try that because I like squid. You know. Was it on the menu or she was just sitting there eating no, it like her, her snack? Her own snack. Her own snack. Her own, this is before So you COVID. took some of her own Pre-COVID. snack. <laughs> <laughs> she shared her snack of dried squid. No. <laughs> it tasted like gulp bait from Berkeley. Like it tasted like your tackle box that's been sitting in the garage. What? It was so bad. Wait, hold on. Did you say taco? Tackle. Tackle, tackle box. box. Tackle okay, box. Okay, I was like, bait. Like please Berkeley do not leave Gulf. tacos Berkeley in your garage. Gulf is a bait that is supposed to make fish attracted to it because it smells, and it smells horrendous. And <sighs> anyone knows if you spill that bait juice on you from uh, the gulp, it's horrendous. That's, that's what, what it, my mouth tasted like. Oh. And it didn't stop for like 30 minutes. Oh. And I... I'm, I don't spit things out, and surely I'm not going to offend this What'd lady. you do in front of her? They all were looking at me like... You like it? Yeah, you like it? And I was like... I love it. <laughs> I just took it out, <laughs> and they all laughed. They all just laughed. Oh, they my gosh. It. I took it out, and I was like, oh, my gosh. How, whoa. And she, they're like, yeah, that's, that's that some intense. strong stuff. And Grandma liked it. Yeah. But See, that's not weird to her. Matt did not like it. I would, I, if you didn't like it, I wouldn't have made it. It wasn't been fishy. Undone. It tasted like old bait. It was horrendous. That's disgusting. I can't even like, ugh, I can't even mm, process. Okay. I don't, I really haven't eaten a lot of weird foods. Like you opened my eyes. We've been married almost 18 years and I have tried more different things with you than like my whole rest of my life combined, which is less like another 17 years. And, um, so I've had, I think you've made me try kimchi, yeah. which is pickled cabbage. Fermented cabbage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fermented cabbage. I don't know. Is that, um, I don't know what nation that comes out Korean? of. Korean? Korea. That's yeah. a Korean pickled cabbage. Yeah. Spicy pickled cabbage. Yes. Fermented. So yeah. that was awful. You like it though. Oh, People delicious. love it. People love it or hate oh, it. It's, it's very delicious. polarizing. It's super good. Something I think is fun that's different is saganaki, which is Greek flaming cheese, yeah. which is awesome but everyone likes cheese. so good That's flaming i know who like, like who doesn't that? like cheese on fire like oh, so i good. yeah so saganaki yeah oh yeah kimchi is definitely weird to some people yeah so there you have it yeah good stuff there you go cool now let's, let's go into first samuel chapter 29 on now that let's note read our bible on that note let's do it all right it's pretty short so i'll read it all i've got to adjust your bible here okay now the Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek while Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine lords, governors, were proceeding on, marching by hundreds and by thousands, and David and his men were proceeding on in the rear with Ashish, Ashish, the king of Gath, that makes me think of a sneeze. The Philistine commanders, having noticed David, said, what are these Hebrews doing here? Ashish said to the Philistine commanders, Is this not David, the servant of Saul, king of Israel, who has been with me these days and years, and I have found no fault in him from the day he deserted to me to this day? He could have just said, 
David. <laughs> he says all these things to qualify him. But the Philistine commanders were angry with Ashish, and they said to him, make this man return so that he may go back to this place where you have assigned him, and do not let him go down to battle with us, or in the battle he may turn and become our adversary. For how could David reconcile himself to his lord Saul? Would it not be with heads of these Philistine men? Is this not David, of whom they used to sing in dances? Saul killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Ashish called David and said to him, As the Lord lives, you have been upright, righteous, and your behavior in the army is pleasing in my sight. Far from the day you came to me, for from the day you came to me to this day, I have found no evil in you. Nevertheless, the Philistine lords do not approve of you. So return now and go in peace to your place, so that you do not displease the Philistine lords." David said to Ashish, but what have I done? What have you found in your servant from this day when I first came before you to this day that I may not go and fight against the enemies of my lord, the king? Ashish answered David, I know that you are blameless in my sight like an angel of God. Nevertheless, the commanders of the Philistines have said he must not go up with us to the battle. So now get up early in the morning with your master's servants who have come with you. And as soon as you're up in the morning and have light, leave. So David and his men got up early to leave in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines, but the Philistines went up to Jezreel to fight against Israel. Amen. Amen. Can I share my soap? Yeah. Okay, so I did soap on this chapter, which is stands for scripture, observation, application, prayer, and all you do is pick one scripture. So I picked uh, verse 5, where it says, Is this not David, of whom they used to sing in dances? Saul killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And then, oh, you make observations about that. So my observations about this were, David was living in the land of his enemies. He had run for his life from King Saul, and he ends up in um, Gath, where Ashish, the king of Gath, he had a relationship with him, and he, which is crazy, was the Philistine territory, and he had was the one who killed the biggest Philistine of all, Goliath, and he ends up in the land of his enemies, basically, because he was running from his people who were terrorizing him. And even here, they knew of his skill and ability. He was famous for being a great warrior. Some other observations were um, about this is it's, it's the same for us. Like we, we are known in enemy territory, enemy territory for being great warriors. Like the enemy knows that we are great warriors and that is why we are resisted. It made me think of the book, The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Um, if you've never read that book and I had heard of it and I thought I knew about it and I mean, I knew the premise of it. I knew it was written fictionally from the eyes of um, a demon. And so then the demon is talking about God as the enemy and he's talking about Satan as, you know, Lord and King. And it's a really kind of like a, you read it at the beginning of this year, actually. It's kind of a brain flip because you're like reading about the enemy and it's actually talking about God. But it reminded me of the screw tape letters because there really is this real spiritual yet unseen battle. But the good news is that we win. We've already won because Jesus paid the ultimate price, but we have to be aware of what's going on and we have to fight the real enemy and not each other. And another observation that I had was when we have done um, marriage counseling for people or just counseling in general, the biggest thing is this lack of awareness that there is a, that there is a real enemy that's not you, that's not me. That's not the person that's in flesh and blood right in front of your eyes. There is this enemy that is causing us to actually fight one another. And so my application when I did this soap was A, S-O-A-P, A, application was fight the real enemy today. Like don't be distracted. Don't be deceived and um, thinking that Matt, my husband, is my enemy or my kids are my enemy or my parents are my enemy. It's There is a real enemy that wants me to not be aware of him not be focused on him, not go into the spiritual battle 
and fear, but just awareness that you are actually not my enemy. Like you may not pick up your socks, but you are not my enemy. <laughs> I definitely don't pick up my socks. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. That was just, thank you, Lord, for helping me recognize my real enemy today. That was my soap. Yeah. I mean, what's really, what's crazy here is that you see David living with his enemies. Yeah. Because his people, Saul, has become his a enemy. worse enemy. Yeah. And it's amazing to me, like, I can't imagine how David must have felt in this Ugh. process. Like, you know, I've, I think we've all experienced some difficult things uh, in our lives, but when they start adding up, like, you lose friends, you lose your community, there's a lot of problems going on, they're fighting a war, there's a pandemic, you know, things are shutting down, things are opening back up, some of your friends who were your friends before aren't your friends anymore, you don't know what church you're supposed to go to, like all these things start, start adding up. I think there's been a lot of disorientation for people, mm-hmm. and I've been noticing and seeing a lot of fruit of that, in, mm-hmm. not only in everyone else's life, but even in my own life. It's just like, kind of like so many things and so many things, and and if you were if you were great in 2020s, I, I've noticed some people are struggling in 2021, and uh, going like, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And there's there's a lot of shuffling going on and, mm-hmm. and discontent, and people are trying to find their feet again. And and so you know, I just see David being taken care of in every situation. Yep, like he's being taken care of when he's fighting Goliath. He was being taken care. He's he was been. He had been taken care of <laughs> when Words he was hard. dealing with Saul. Yeah. He is being taken care of when he is dealing with living with the Philistines. And I mean, and I think the the truth is God doesn't leave us or forsake us even yeah. when our circumstances are forsaking us. Yeah. And I want I just want to remember that that like doesn't really matter how dark things get, God is still with you. He still loves you. And they can flip in a second. Mm-hmm. I mean the your circumstances, the circumstances do not determine if God loves you, and it should not determine if you believe in what you think is going to work in your life. It shouldn't affect your peace. It shouldn't affect your faith, but it does. We allow it to, and I, I think the big encouragement as I read this is to realize that my circumstances today do not dictate my outcome. They yeah. don't dictate my destiny. They mm-hmm. don't dictate... God's call in my life. They don't dictate dictate the results that uh, we're looking for. Sometimes when we're going for something good, we can face a lot of resistance and it can make us want to give up and even question what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've we've had some of that going on in our lives recently where it's like we've been trying to move forward and every time you turn around, something is resisting and mm-hmm. resisting and resisting and resisting and learning how to trust God and go, you know what, this is going to work out. This is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. It's all happening. But yeah, there's resistance sometimes. And uh, I think what God wants to do in each one of us is build a resistance against the enemy's attacks, even when it gets dark. That's good. I thought that word disorientation, I think, is a really appropriate word for this season. And I think 2020, like you said, like people were fine in 2020. And now it's like we're kind of starting to see the fruit of what 2020 revealed in our lives and in people's lives and 2021 has been harder. And I, I think it's almost been like we, we kept waiting. You would hear, I can't wait till 2020 is over. Like all of a sudden it was going to fix everything from December 31st, 2020 to January 1st, 2021. And that's just not how life works. Like there are, there ebbs and flows, but there's also like 
for lack of a better word, consequences for what we've been through and what, like, even adrenal fatigue, what you go through when you're on this high and you're on it, um, adrenaline is going, going, going. It's very, very similar to what we experience as Floridians when a hurricane's coming. We're on a high alert, especially if you're checking Mike's weather page every three hours when a new thing comes from the NOAA. I don't do that ever, only every <laughs> every time. But like you are, you're in this mode of like, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? What do we need to do? What should we do? You know, and it's not just for our family. It's for the church. And, and you're on this high. And then when it ends, even though everything's okay, there is a crash. And it's called adrenal fatigue. And I think 2020 was just this big adrenaline craziness and 2021 has been like whoa we all survived (laughs) but but this thing isn't gone you know the pandemic isn't gone completely yet we're still struggling with the after effects we're still seeing people in masks we're still having to struggle when you're trying to travel and all of those things so you know it's just a lot and so I'm really super thankful that we're in this health and healing um series right now and if you've missed it we have it all cataloged on our on our app the east coast app or eccc.us and make it to a service come back if you haven't come back to church yet what better time to come back there has been people coming back every week new Mm -hmm. faces that i haven't seen in 18 months are coming back and i just i like want to grab them by the face and say it's so good to see you like that's all anyone would think if they haven't seen you for 18 months is it's so good to see you like nothing else don't let the enemy lie and tell you that you've waited too long or you're not welcome anymore. Or we aren't your people anymore. You know, like just find community. So important. Yeah. You know, one thing I did see David doing and he's always did this. Is he never like didn't have a plan for an enemy. He, he never ran from a fight in terms of I give up. I'm, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even through the rest of his life that we, we don't even get to see here, these chapters of when Absalom came to him to try to take his his uh, kingdom from him, he actually did walk away, but he didn't walk away in defeat. He walked away because he knew God would take care of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the right thing for him to do. But David always had a plan. And so when David had to run from Saul, he, I'm going to get a plan. I'm going to go with the Philistines mm-hmm. and I'm going to work there and take, you know, be take care of myself there and then he left there and he he went back to the israelites and so i just want to talk to you about what whatever battle you're facing you can't go hide you can't just go uh you know hope it gets better put your head under the pillow Mm -hmm. or in the sand and just it'll go away It, it just doesn't go away like what i want to tell you is like look into the problem whatever that problem is the resistance that you're facing whatever problems ahead of you and attack. If you're struggling with, you you know, you're thinking and you have depression and anxiety or different things like that, that you know is going on, you get help, get that taken care of, go to a counselor, like, don't just hope it goes away, whatever pain that you're facing, face the pain, get healing, attack, and don't stop. One thing that I've noticed is I get a little lazy when I start seeing some movement, like in my soul health, in my mental state, like I'm good now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do that thing that was helping me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yeah, You have to keep doing it and keep going and stay faithful. Just, it's almost like the fire's down, but the coals are still there. 
Now, you need to pour water on the coals. You need to put dirt over the coals. Yeah. You need to put water on top of the dirt. You need to stomp the fire out and keep stomping. It's not enough to just let the flames die down because all of a sudden, anything could just kind of come back in, a leaf land on it, poof, it's back yeah. in the flames. You got to kill the it's coals. Good. And so I just want to encourage you that if you've been fighting that fight, keep fighting that fight. If you haven't been fighting that fight, um, start, start fighting. Yeah. Get after it. Yep. Don't just hope it gets better. It really won't. I, it, it will get better when you lean into it and the Lord will help you. Yep. And he is helping you. He might even be using this to encourage you to get help. If that's, is that in your physical weight? Is that in you know, your mental health? Uh, like how you, <laughs> how you think about yourself or whatever that might be? Get help in that area. That's good. Good encouragement. Um, verse 3, uh, the Philistine commanders, having noticed David, said, what are these Hebrews doing here? And then uh, the king of Gath, she, she stuck up for him and is like, is this not David who has had my back the entire time for years? Like you've known him for not just days, but years. And so it struck me as odd as I was reading this that these guys would just now be noticing him. Like why are they all of a sudden like, who's this guy? Who's this Hebrew guy? He's been around for a couple years. He'd been in battles before. Um, but then I read the next chapter because I couldn't. Sometimes you're just reading the Bible and you're just like, what happens next? So I read chapter 30 and in Ziklag, which was the city that David lived in, actually the king of Gath gave him this city after he'd been there with them. Um, it had been raided and the women and the children of the city, like his wife, his kids, all these other wives and kids, they had been stolen. And so I saw how this rejection, this quote unquote rejection from these Philistine commanders, these governors, these lords, um, of Philistine territory, they'd rejected David and they didn't trust him and they wanted him gone. And they were like, he's going to turn on us. And they were trying to throw all this shade on him. And it caused him to return to Ziklag early. But what it caused him to do was it dis he discovered what had happened. And he ultimately was able to track down all the women and children and his livestock and their all the things that they owned, all their treasure um, and rescue them. And they were all fine. Like not, no one was killed. No one was lost. No one was missing. And I just saw how that rejection, David could have fought it. He could have stayed. He could have whatever, but he received what the King of Gath said. He left. He went back to the place that he had been given and he discovered that his prized property, the most important people and things to him had been stolen. And because he had been rejected, because he wasn't able, given an opportunity to fight in this battle that he wanted to fight and he had his plans had to change because he was rejected, he actually was able to save his wives, I think plural, and children and livestock and all of these things. And so I saw four things out of that was obviously that rejection that ch was a change of assignment and it yeah. turned into good. Um, like man's rejection doesn't mean you're rejected by God. No. Like, look how God used that for the good, which is Romans 8, 28. The other thing was to be flexible when things aren't going your way, when you have a plan and you you have a way that you think things should go down and it changes, like be flexible because God works all things together for the good. And then also the fourth thing is just keep your eyes open to see God working even in a change of plans. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. That's so, really good. I thought it was interesting, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't read chapter 30. No. Boom. Because I think when we get interrupted, when we uh, get rejected, when our plans don't go the way we want, we have a tendency to get frustrated instead yeah. of recalibrating and saying, okay, Lord, what are you going to do in this? That's yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah, every time. So 
The other thing, verse 6, that goes along with that too, then Ashish called David and said to him, as the Lord lives, you've been upright and righteous and your behavior in the army is pleasing in my sight. So he was affirming him. He was saying, I trust you. You have been good to me. I see the good that you've done. He was the king. He was, you know, the one in charge, but he was acquiescing to these lords, the governors. There was probably a lot of them. He needed to keep them on his good side too, but he affirmed him and then sent him away. The lords didn't approve, the governors didn't approve of David in that moment, but the king did. And that's another thing when um, man may not approve of you or they may have issue with you or they may judge your motives or be in argument with you or not see you for what you're trying to do, um, misunderstand you, whatever it is, but God approves of you. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords and he approves of you and he sees you and he loves you and he's chosen you. And um, I think we just need to remember that when, when, when we're getting beat down by men, it doesn't, that's not the final word. No. Well, that's Morning Breath. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. That is the final word. Bye. <laughs> you are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. 
Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.